everyone. This is Chet Gray with Christian Hunters of America podcast. We have a special episode today with Sneak Tech. We're going to have Jeff Barlow on the phone today. He's going to be discussing the footwear company Sneak Tech. If any of you guys are familiar with it or have seen it online or have used it, you know that it helps quiet your footsteps down when you guys are spotting and stalking and trying to sneak in on some of our big game species. It works everywhere. It's a really important out here in the desert when you're trying to go barefoot in the years past and you would take your boots off and you would go in with just your socks and who knows what would go through those socks and stick into the bottom of your feet. This company created these probably about eight years ago, I want to say, and um, got a patent on this and uh, they are out of based out of Utah, but Sneak Tech uh, boots go over your existing hunting boots. They are like an elastic that uh, conforms to it and has a cushion Kind of like a carpet slash Berber, but it's a proprietary material that I'm sure Jeff will enlighten us about. And it goes over your whole hunting boot. So you just slip those on when you're um, going after your, your big game species and uh, quiets a lot of your footsteps down. And they, it makes it a little bit easier when you're trying to sneak in on the on any animal that has such keen eyesight. you got plenty of other things to worry about than snapping on a twig or stepping on a thorn so without further ado we are going to reach out and speak with jeff hello everyone this is chet gray with christian hunters of america we have my co-host mike ronoski in studio today how are you mike we are doing great how's everybody doing today hope you're all doing fantastic and like i said we have the uh sneak tech we have jeff barlow the owner of sneak tech if any of you have been to our Game and Fish Expo or have seen them online or have used their product, you know how beneficial that is. It saves your feet from stepping in thorns, from stepping on rocks, as well as keeping your footsteps quiet. So how are you, Jeff? Man, we are doing awesome. Uh, you, you can't get better than, than being part of the hunting industry. Amen to that. You're up in Utah, correct? Correct. Yep, we are, uh, our home office is uh, here in Price, Utah, and uh, the production of our boots um, are actually done in Cedar City, Utah, and so, yeah, we're we're 100% American company. Fantastic. That's what it's all about, man, supporting and uh, building jobs and making a difference here in our great United States, so that's fantastic. That's right. That's, that's what we're trying. Absolutely. Well, for anyone that isn't aware of what Sneak Tech is, can you dive into that and kind of explain the technology and where where the thought process was on why it was developed and then how how you became involved in the company definitely definitely so oh, about 10 years ago or so a man named mike Berick, uh he he uh, came up with the idea because uh, of course he had probably blown a few stocks um and uh, realized that uh that uh, his feet were making a lot of noise when he was when he was trying to stock in on animals, uh, and so he started playing with ideas of how to uh, how to uh, make himself more quiet, and uh, that's where the sneak boots came from. Um, they are uh, basically a slipper for your hunting boot, uh, so that uh, so you don't have to remove your boots anymore. Uh, so and and uh, by not removing them, you can still remain quiet. Uh, there's lots of benefits, and we can go over all of those. Uh, but uh, about a year, just over a year ago, my uh, my wife and I purchased the company uh, from Mike and his business partner, 
and, and we have been uh, we've been making a go of it ever since. Been a been a great adventure so far. Well, I can attest um, via javelina hunting and mule deer hunting in January and December of this year. I'm six three and about two eighty five, and if it can quiet me down, it can quiet anybody down. And I know I've been a couple stocks that were just real quick, and you kind of just you gotta you gotta work with what you have. Um, so I didn't have a chance to throw them on. I always have them in my in my backpack when I am doing the archery hunts and on yep. a, on a later hunt, I did throw them on and it is a huge difference. Um, it is. They, the way they're designed and the materials that are used in them, uh, it reduces the, the noise that your feet make by up to about 75%. Uh, so if you can think how noisy you are and then think of cutting that noise in, in geez, three fourths, uh, you know, 75% reduced, uh, that can make you really quiet and get you in real close. Oh, it's huge. Um, I mean, javelina obviously are our nose dominant and and ear auditory second because their eyesight's so poor. And if you can <laughs> can sneak in on them and play the wind right, you can get really within really really close bow range. And oh yeah, with all of our kind of sparse desert, even when it rains a lot, there's everything that's still crunchy and all the rocks and whatnot. And oh, yeah. the old days of taking your boots off and just having really thick socks or putting on an extra pair of socks does nothing compared to keeping your boots on and throwing the sneak techs on over it. They definitely help yeah. substantially. Right. It, it's funny you mention that because one of the other major benefits of, uh, of the sneak boots, besides cutting your noise down, is, I, I don't know about you guys, but after a couple of days hunting, my boots stink. Oh yeah, and and the minute you unlace those and crack those off to stock in your socks, guess what's out in the air for any animal to smell? Yeah, so if you've got a javelina that triggers on nose, man, that foot smell is going to be out there for them to smell. So by keeping your boots on, that smell doesn't get out in there in the air either. So there's there's another big benefit besides the noise reduction. You're also cutting smell down. See, that's a great point because I was actually looking on your website because uh, I use the other boots, but you have the stock socks. I guess that's kind of the reason to have those, right? Is it kind of contains your whole boot and encompasses it yeah. and removes that, that scent, right? So, so the stock socks are a little bit different made. Um, they are designed for those guys that, that are hardcore and just have to go in their socks. Um, this is the, the stock socks you slide on over your feet, and it just gives you that added protection from the rocks and the things like that. Plus, muffles a little bit of sound uh, along with it. Got it. Uh, so we have the sneak boots that go on your boot. You keep your boots on. We also have a stock sock for those guys that just they just have to go in their socks. Got it. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, because I was in my mind, I was thinking, man, these are perfect. I can actually put those over my boots, and since I'm a ground, I sit in tree stands and ground blinds, I can actually put those right over my my boots and actually remove all that sound when my boots are scraping against the middle of the tree stand or if it's it's on the leaves inside the, the ground blind and things like that. So, Yeah, they, they work really well. The, the sneak boots work great um, on, the, uh, on the tree stands uh, to knock down that sound of your feet hitting the metal and things like that. Plus, it gives you a little bit of added insulation between your feet and the cold. Uh, so you keep your boots on, you add some insulation, knock down any sound of your feet hitting the metal. Uh, they work really great in tree stands and in ground blinds. Mike and I went to Oklahoma in November, just a, a funny story. And our buddy who had 
um, decent sized plot of land there, invited us out there. And he was like, he's used to the cold and we both love the cold, but we're desert rats and we're not used to it all the time. <laughs> and going yeah. out there, we had plenty of gear. We had everything prepared. And I was sitting in, in a, in a blind and Mike, the first opening day was sitting in a tree stand. And luckily I had a lot more protection, even though we were wearing long sleeves and, and pants, you know, it, it still wasn't enough. Mike's in a tree and it's blowing so hard. It's the tree and the tree stand is, is swaying back and forth. And we go oh. and pick him up, you know, probably midday. And he's shivering and barely walking back to the side by side. And, uh, <laughs> and our buddy was, makes a good point that, you know, it would have helped the, the insulation no matter how much or how little it would have helped. Cause it was, it yeah. was really cold. It was probably in the thirties or forties regular. And then it was about 15 or 20 mile per hour winds. And, yeah, uh, think it, about your feet standing on, on cold metal all day. Right. Exactly. With cold the, metal all day. I mean, exactly. That, 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 was, just makes my, that just makes me cold. It was, it was definitely cold. And I was thankful I was in a, in a blind, but we, we swapped, um, after a couple of days and it never was that cold again. And obviously we were prepared, but I'm sure Mike <laughs> would have, would have loved to have had those on at that time because it would have saved him a little bit of, uh, extra insulation on those feet. No, that's a great, Definitely. yeah, that's a great point. Cause something, when you come from Arizona, you know, when we hunt the, the desert, we don't think about sitting in a tree stand in the cold and, and the wind and most of our boots are, are rated to, to sweat and for the, the warmer temperatures, we're not really rated for the cold weather. And I think that was an eye opener. You know, when you don't go out there all yeah. the time, something you just kind of forget about. And that's a great point how your, your boots will actually insulate it and keep your the noise down. Plus it all just give that little bit of insulation where that's where I started to get cold was my toes, you know, and, and the bottom of my feet. And that's, once feet. that, once that happened, I was done. It was crazy. It always your feet first, man. We, we actually had a guy come up to us, um, at uh, one of the one of the shows that we were at, and it was he told us a, a, a tip, and it's one we had never even thought of. Uh, but since then, we checked it out, and it does. These snake boots are actually great for ice fishing. Interesting, uh, because the the material they're made of it almost gives you a little bit of a Velcro fill on the ice, so it adds some great traction on the ice. Plus, it adds that uh, inch and a quarter. Uh, insulation between your feet and the ice so it keeps your feet warmer too and he came up to us and told us that and we're like no way we'd have never even thought about these for ice fishing i would never have thought that one we don't go ice fishing <laughs> anywhere in arizona <laughs> but for any of our listeners we got listeners all across the u.s and and, and outside of the united states but I, um, this is eye-opening because i thought a lot of our conversation would could cover the western hunting um, yeah. a lot of spot and stalk. I never would have thought on how it helped in a tree stand or in, in a ground blind or much less ice fishing, but those yeah, little, me those little rubber, that is those little rubber nodules that are on the, the bottom of that, that's probably what is helping with the grip on the ice then, right? So the new versions don't have that, uh, that little rubber silicone, uh, tabs on the bottom anymore. Okay. Um, we found those you know, just popped off and didn't stick on very well. And, and so we've removed them, but the, the material uh, itself um, is what creates that little bit of a Velcro feel to it. Okay. When did you guys switch over? I know mine still have that and I've used them on several times. Luckily I use it. I don't walk out 
you know, and I don't put the stock on and use it the whole way, I, I probably put it on maybe 100 to 200 yards before I start closing in. Right. And they've lasted. Knock on wood, they've that's, lasted for quite a while. I've had them for several years. So um, that, that's what that's the purpose of their design was, you know, to get into that 300 yard range um, and then slip them on and, and, and sneak the rest of the way in. Um, and that's what's what they were designed for. Um, we, we changed the, we were in the process of changing. They were in the process. I should say the, the previous owners were in the process of changing the design a little bit. Um, you, you will actually love the new design. It's great. Uh, the yours have probably got the uh, bungee cord. Yes. Um, they pull up with the, with the barrel lock sliders on them on the front end yep. uh, to tighten, to tighten it down. Uh, the new design, um, has an open front end across the arch of your foot. It has what we call a G hook on it. Uh, you strap that over onto the far side and then you can cinch it down, uh, so that it's tight. Um, and that goes across the arch of your foot. And so when you're trying to put them on, you undo that G hook and it opens it up wide open so that you can slip your toe in real easy. Um, and then you just put that uh, that uh, strap and back across the arch and uh, hook it in and cinch it down. Uh, then we also replace the bungee aspect of the uh, the tie downs for the toe uh, with paracord, uh, which allows you to cinch it up tighter than the bungee. It doesn't have the give in it that the bungee does, and it holds it more secure to your foot, like your shoelaces. Um, so a couple of really great. Uh, changes to the design of the sneak boot, the, the sneak boot that has just this improved the product dramatically. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. Cause I know I had a pair that I used on an elk hunt a number of years ago and they worked, I mean, perfectly. And I can't imagine it, even expanding what the technology was. And one of the things that I kind of learned where I didn't realize is I would do the same thing. You know, the elks would be bugling and you finally get in that last turn yard and you put them on. But as you, as we know, with elk hunting, they have a mind of their own and, Sometimes it you might be two miles down before you finally loop in. You're playing like cat and mouse, and all of a sudden you look down and you still got the boots on. You know, trying to keep quiet. Yeah. A lot of times you're running and gunning and everything else. And it was really amazing to see how these boots, you know, the sneak boots actually held up even when you're running and dancing and kind of cut through and things like that. Where normally in our minds is you put these on to slow down and you know and, and go super slow. But when it's time to go elk hunting, it's I'm catching myself that these things got miles and miles of Includes me running, you know, at sprints and things like that, and I'm not tripping and I'm not twisting ankles, and they're pretty secure on our feet. So, yep, yep, and and we've just improved them to make them even better for you. So, uh, we're always trying to make a better product for for our customers, of course. And these were some of the some of the last improvements we've made for them. So, now for your like R and D stuff, are you getting it and trying it out, and you're you're making the improvements based on your guys's hunting, or are you guys have people out in the field? that are giving you feedback and say, you know what, we could, we could make some it a little both. bit better like that. Or, or are you doing it both? Probably. Yep. Some, some of both. Yep. Uh, of course we have ideas that we want to try and, uh, and things like that. So we'll, we'll try them ourselves. If, if we like them and then we can send them out to, to a few people that we have out there that can test them for us. Um, and they'll put them through the ringer and give us feedback on it. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's different things that, uh, that we do to, to just try to provide the best, product that we can i cued in on the the fact that you said you use paracord now a lot of people a lot of hunters are are into having things that can do multiple you know like a, 
like a, a leatherman. Multi-purpose. Yeah, they're multi-purpose. Yep. So if it really that's, that's why we moved to the paracord. Yep. Okay. Uh, it, it's a great thing that if you have to, you can uh, you can unstrap that uh, paracord from your boots and use it to uh, help build a shelter or whatever you need to. Um, plus, it doesn't have that give in it, so that it it does hold us uh, more secure to your foot uh, when you're using them with the boots. So it was kind of a, a multi-purpose reason of why we why we moved to the paracord. But you are correct. It's like the Swiss Army knife of uh, of sneak tech now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I got everything needs to have two purposes, right? That's what everybody looks like. It's yeah. nowadays. It's so, like you're gonna have one rifle, but it has to do multiple game species, or or if you have, correct. you know, you're not carrying multiple right, or uh, you're not gonna carry multiple guns out into the field, and yep. you got your sneak techs that are protecting your feet, quieting, and if it ever uh, hit the fan, so to speak, you could yep. use it for other purposes as well. That's you, awesome. You can use it for other purposes, correct. The, the other the other multi-purpose thing that, uh, that a lot of people don't realize that you can use with these sneak boots is a lot of guys, especially in the West, um, they'll carry um, an additional glassing pad um, you know, that, that extra weight to sit down and glass, uh, oh, yeah. and glass and glass and, and you don't have to carry that extra weight anymore. You have your sneak boots, take them out, set them on the ground and set right on them. You've got an inch and a half of insulation and padding and they make a great glassing pad multi-purpose. That is a fantastic point because wow. I am, I am guilty of forgetting my pad or I'm sitting on a sharp rock and an edge rock. And all I had to do was reach my backpack and lay them on that jagged rock that I'm trying to sit on to get that extra yep. little bit of height. That is a fantastic, I mean, that's, we, we were actually up on the mountain this, uh, this fall, uh, mule deer hunting during the rifle deer hunt. So it's in October. Um, and we're, we're hunting at, you know, 9,500 feet. Um, and so there is a little bit of snow on the ground here and there, and it's cold. Uh, we're all bundled up and, and my son's sitting there and he said, man, this, ground is just frozen it's colder than cold where i'm sitting here i said i'm not cold at all i'm sitting on my sneak boots where's yours and he had forgot to put his in his backpack oh man that's <laughs> hilarious that's great that's great. we joked that some of the the best lessons learned are the hardest and oh that's, definitely that's what fathers are for to to one to tell them uh you should have done this and then we also get to have a little chuckle about it too right that's part of being that's a right. dad <laughs> rub, rub it in a little just a little i mean that's we yep. have to. What else do you have in the hopper? Um, you guys are constantly thinking of new ideas. I know um, everybody's trying to stay one step ahead. Other people are copying you guys. What do you guys have in the hopper um, for future development? So, so we're, we're, we're working on an idea um, more of a, a – and we're not sure what we're going to do with it, how we're going to do with it. Um, we have a guy from, from the Northwest – um, that that uh, hunts elk up in the northwest, uh, and uh, like an, he wanted like Washington, Oregon, uh, Washington, uh -huh, correct. And uh, theirs is a a lot different scenario than uh, you know some of the west. They have really thick forage and and forests and things like that, uh, where sometimes they can't even see twenty yards. Right. Um, and so he was, he was wanting a boot that he could put on and wear all day long as he hiked and, and went and then snuck through the forest. Um, and we, as we talked, 
um, he realized that these probably wouldn't be the best for an all-day hike. Uh, they were more for the, you know, get to within 300 yards and put them on and stock in the rest of the, rem- in the remaining way. Uh, but they weren't meant for through hiking. Right. Um, and so we we are, are are playing with the idea of creating one that would be uh, more of an extreme all-day wear, um, but still knock down some of the sound that your feet make. Um, they get a lot of precipitation up there, too. They do. Yep, it's a, it's a totally different environment, and it's something that, uh, that we're looking at going into. Um, the other main thing we're looking at to go into is um, just just trying to get more into the the whitetail arena, the Midwest, uh, all that. They are not real popular in those arenas, and we're trying to bust that myth that uh, tree stand hunters don't need them. Um, yeah, they tree stand hunters need them, and we've already talked about that. Right. Um, so that's one thing we're doing. We've got a couple of other things in the pipeline for this year that will help uh, um, add to our product line. Uh, they're they're in the sneaky category, but they are not necessarily uh, boots or anything like that. Just things in the the category to help people be more sneaky as they're as they're stocking in on animals. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to give you more information. I've got a meeting on Wednesday with someone. Uh, about one of the products that we're working on. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to give you some more information soon about those. Fantastic. That's great. And I think, too, with the scent control, especially with the Midwestern guys, I think me and having the double of the, the scent control then also creating that quietness on top of that metal, I think that's a win-win. You know, I'll, I don't know how you can go wrong with that because, as we know, with whitetails, I mean, scent is everything, especially in a tree stand. So, I mean, that's huge, yep. huge. What are some of the ways that they can um, find out about your product, Jeff? I know you guys have an Instagram. We communicate on there. Um, yeah, correct. We, we have Instagram, uh, Facebook. We have uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, not a lot was done with that um, since uh, since I bought it. Uh, that's one of our focuses we're going to focus on is uh, starting to, to, to produce some, some uh, YouTube uh, videos and things like that. Um, so that's an avenue they can look us up. Uh, also, of course, our website. Uh, it's got a great thing on their website uh, about the boots, about the history of the company, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's www.sneaktech.com. Um, and then, um, yeah, just that's that's the main things that we're, we're, we're working on as far as social media. You guys never never stop growing. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you were we mentioned off air about the, the Salt Lake, the Western Hunting Expo. What was the feedback Correct. you got there? Now that everybody feedback was, was great, it was great. Um, we actually uh, shared a booth with uh, with another company. Um, they didn't when I tried to get a booth space for the show because it was so popular and it was the first time they'd done it since Corona had uh, um, had shut us down. Mm-hmm. Um, they they didn't have any booth space uh, available, so I jumped in, was able to jump in with uh, with another group um, and, and share some booth space with them. Uh, but the feedback was great. Uh, I talked to a lot of people. A lot of people love the product. Uh, a lot of people use the product. Um, testimonials. It it was great. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, John Stallone when he came over and did a did a, a podcast with us. He, he brought one of his friends over 
uh, and he he introduced his friend to me, and his friend stopped and looked at me and says, "You're the sneak tech guy. I love you, man." <laughs> it, it was it was just it was a great experience to just be able to for three to four days just sit there and talk to people about hunting and and uh, and all their experiences and their great feedback that they gave us and uh, wonderful experience. We're hoping to be able to come down to Arizona and do the same thing at the Arizona Fishing Game Show. Yeah, just same like with all the other shows. Um, the last two years have been a wash with, unfortunately, the <clears throat> excuse me, the COVID pandemic that certain states um, act differently or you know different different rules and different regulations. But it's out of our control. So unfortunately, different things have been shut down. The Game and Fish Outdoor Expo, which is huge for Arizona, they get a lot of the kids out there, and you got to get a lot of new hunters and a lot of new outdoor minded people they got you know the yeah. atvs and um, a little bit of a shooting a little bit of the camping expo and stuff like that so it brings everybody out um anyone new to archery please uh jeff's going to try to come out as long as they're going to be accepting booths yep. and as long as the, they let us right as long as they let us and game and fish are still trying to work that out i think it's going to be in april if i'm not mistaken right mike I believe so. Yeah, I believe it's that first weekend in April is what they're talking about. So, Yeah, normally it's in March. This time it's going to be April. I'm sure they have a lot more planning they have to do. Um, all the vendors are going to be trying to, to get a space just like any other show, but at least they're having it this year, even if it's a little bit downsized and um, just two days. But if Jeff comes down, please, everybody go check out his, his booth. That's where I first bought him uh, years ago was at the Game and Fish Expo. CHA always has a really, really big presence there. We have the, the youth archery event and lots of raffles going on, and everybody's always glad to see the, the giant bison that we have out front and and uh, <laughs> all the other uh, taxidermy and getting to, getting to shoot a bow for the first time for a lot of kids and seeing them smile is huge. And if we can get the parents to come down there and, and check out Sneak Tech, I'm sure they'll, they'll be happy. Um, do you have any so other, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I appreciate your mention and the kids cause, um, so I am, I am the father of seven. Um, we actually have six boys and one girl in oh, our family. Wow. And, uh, and, and one of the reasons, um, that, that I purchased sneak tech was, well, for my boys, I remember as a kid growing up, my dad, uh, hunting with my dad and he was always telling me, be quiet, walk softer, mm -hmm. you know, and, exactly. and, and I swore I'd never be my dad, but I found myself saying that the same thing to my boys. I'm like, be quiet, you gotta walk softer. And, uh, and so when the opportunity came, uh, to, to purchase sneak deck, I thought that was a no brainer. It's going to help all of us become better hunters and things like that. Uh, since we purchased the, uh, the business, uh, just over a year ago, we have actually added um, a medium size. So we used to run a large, extra large, and a 2X. Uh, we have now added a medium size uh, to help um, capture some of those younger kids. Uh, the medium size runs from about a, a six and a half boot to an eight and a half boot. Uh, so, so hopefully we can catch some of those younger, those younger hunters um, and, and help them be a little more quiet uh, so their dads don't have to say, be quiet. <laughs> no, that's hilarious because there's there's two things i'm going to spur off of that is one is my dad did the same thing and 
course, I caught myself doing the same thing to my son, and I still remember the day when he kind of called Dad out, and he was like, Dad? I, I, my dad always say, hey, walk like a deer. You're being too quiet. Walk like a deer. You can't hear him. Then I remember saying that to my son, and he's like, Dad, let's grab a deer foot, and let's grab your foot, and let's see uh, why you have so much more noise and why I got so much more noise because their <laughs> feet are so much smaller. You know, and it made sense. I'm like, you're right. You know, I can't even compete with that. It's like, what do you say? I'm like, you know, I'm done. You know, I'm done. That then, is uh, great. Yeah. You know, then uh, another thing is uh, another friend of mine has wore a pair of the sneak techs for many, many years. And this is probably going back you know, three, four years ago or something. He's like, you know what? Like, because his son was, he wasn't the tallest. He's always shorter. And he's like, man, we're going to Disneyland. We got to get to that. At 48 inches because he wants to ride the rides and we can't have our son not be able to ride the rides because they have to be a certain height. He's like, I'm going to take that sneak tech and we're going to kind of modify it to give him an extra inch, inch and a half and he'll be able to ride every ride. I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> oh, that is great. I love to hear those things. That's just one more one more thing for the Swiss Army knife of sneak tech. You're just there you go. multi-purpose again. You can get into Disneyland <laughs> and ride the rides for all the, for all the shorter kids. Uh, oh, that is great. You you mentioned about the smaller size. I'm sure you're seeing it in Utah. I'm, we're seeing it everywhere. More and more women are getting into hunting, whether that's on their yeah. own or being exposed from family and friends or a husband or boyfriend or or whatever, or just seeing other yeah. women um, on the professional side getting into that and being a mentor and being inspirational to them. That, yep. I, that, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything to make my, more people get out there and enjoy God's creation. And we love the outdoors. Yep. Um, I recently got my wife to start hunting and she's, uh, she's taken to it and it's been a process. Uh, she loves eating wild game, but she does and likes hiking. She liked being outdoors, but just never was into hunting and finally got her a mm -hmm. bow and got her outside. I need to get her a pair of sneak techs because she, she doesn't have those. But, you know, baby steps, right? She's outside. Baby, she's shooting a bow, wants to get her own rifle now. And I said, you're, you're speaking a better love language now to me. I, I'll buy all that for you. <laughs> That's right. My, uh, my daughter, uh, it was her first year hunting this year. Um, and and uh, I got more enjoyment taking her out uh, than, than I ever have hunted for myself you know what i mean absolutely uh, it's, it's great to take the the new hunters out the youth the the women uh, anybody new to the experience it's it's a it's a great thing to take them out and mentor them um, and just introduce them to to the things we love absolutely um, we we actually have um a complete separate social media side uh, to our family stuff uh, and we're on all the social media platforms uh, under Nimrod Outdoors. Um, and we video all of our content and uh, put it on YouTube. We have like 150 videos on YouTube from the last 10 years. Um, it's just been, a, it's been an awesome, awesome thing to do uh, with my sons and, and now my daughter. Um, be able to, to video the, our hunts and our experiences and uh, basically have a... A, a digital journal now of everything we do outside. That's awesome. Um, and so we've been able to put those, uh, the, this last fall was her first hunt. And we were able to, to put those on the YouTube channel. And uh, it, it's just been a great experience to be able to hunt with, uh, with my kids. Yeah, it's truly what it's all about. I think sometimes we forget that, you know, 
the legacy and the family time and and you can never take back those experiences and what's the lesson learned and the the, the bonding that happens um i still yep. i still remember when my uncles used to take me and things like that it, it's a special bond and and you can't break that bond it's, it's things that happen while you're out hunting and and the things that just kind of that come together that are not planned that kind of just build those relationships that creates this memory that you look back upon and can tell stories you know year after year and some of mine now go back 35 plus years and it's amazing. I can think back to that, you know, it's just, it's nuts. You know? Yep. That's very, very correct. You know, and it's like my uncle, I remember we were javelina hunting. This is, I'm probably, I don't know, 12, maybe, maybe 10. And he took me and it was a handgun hunt. And I remember we didn't find any javelina, but there was a, a jackrabbit ran and I talked him in to let me shoot it. It was 357 and about knocked me over and, you know, and, <laughs> I still remember, you know, almost hit my head with it and hurt my hand, but I, I hit the jackrabbit, and he's like, well, you got to eat it. So I remember he made me skin it and have to kick, kick on that campfire and everything else, and I went and started to chew it, and he's just laughing at me, and he made me eat it, you know, and we still talk about that. You yeah. know, it's just, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely life experience of that. I, I remember the same thing as a young kid uh, going going out to hunt, and we were driving to our hunting spot, and uh, my dad was driving along, and all these other trucks were just just flying by us as fast as they could go. But they were rushing to get to their hunting spot. Yep. I said, "Come on, Dad, we got to go. We got to go." And he says, "Just be patient. You you don't want to miss things. Just be patient." And lo and behold, these other trucks go flying by us. And about 500 yards down the road, as we were just kind of driving down the road to our hunting spot, here comes a buck running right across the street in front of us. He says, if we'd have been in a rush, we'd have never seen that buck. And so, it, it, you know, just just the life lessons that you learn out there, that was one of the first big lessons to me. Patience, just patience. Take it easy. Uh, great experiences out in the, in the outdoors. 100%. And I'm sure you want your daughter to continue hunting for forever. But even if she stopped and didn't like it, that one time of you taking her out is going to be a lasting memory the rest of her life. I'm sure she's, like I said, I'm sure she's going to continue, especially being in that big of a family and everybody enjoying being outdoors and hunting. She isn't going to stop, but just that one memory still is going to stay in her mind on the first time that her dad and family got to take her out. And that's a lot of what CHA represents too, of having our mentored hunts and taking kids out or even taking adults out that have never hunted before and exposing them to the outdoors. And then they see some of the equipment that we're using or, some of the techniques that you're using and especially nowadays with the technology and having a mentor, it cuts down years of knowledge of trying to um, learn on on your own, own, you know, (laughs) yeah, very much. So (laughs) you, you, I got Mike as, you know, always been my mentor as hunting. He's been hunting far longer than me and it's definitely cut down my learning curve. um, Just watching him and whatnot. So, that's what we're all about, um, and it sounds like that's exactly what you're about with your family, and I'm sure all your sons are going to definitely uh, show their friends and girlfriends and all the rest of the family how how to hunt and how to do it properly and, and make lots of memories in the future as well. That's that's the idea. Awesome. Can you leave us with any parting words, Jeff, under, or a, an awesome story that someone used, Sneak Tech and uh, one of the boots, anything like that? Um, well, I, one of the, I talked to, and, uh, 
that a lot of people know uh, of Ben, uh, Ben Sandal out of northern northern Arizona. There, um, he and some other guys uh, have a uh, a YouTube channel called Real Hunting, R E E L, Real Hunting, and uh, Ben is a proud supporter of the sneak boots. He loves wearing the sneak boots uh, on his hunts and things like that. But uh, has a has a great video on their on their YouTube channel. Uh, of him actually stalking in on a buck this year. Um, and if you watch the video, you can see him stalking in and you can see how close he gets to this buck. Um, and he makes a great shot on it. And uh, if you haven't seen uh, the Real Hunting uh, YouTube channel, go check it out. Great video uh, about his uh, Arizona mule deer that he killed this year. Um, but Man, I just get I get stories like that all the time from from people. Uh, we have a lot of guides uh, and and outfitter services that that uh, use the boots exclusively. Um, they won't let their their hunters go on a stock without them. That's great. Um, so so there I get feedback all the time from from people about uh, their great experiences um, uh, using the sneak boots. We had a guy actually on his way down to Arizona in January to hunt a uh, mule deer. Um, and he says, I don't have time to get them in the mail, but I'm coming right through price, Utah. Can I stop and get a pair? That's awesome. And I said, yeah, no problem. I'll get you a pair. Uh, and we met up with him and he got a pair from us. He took him down to Arizona. And like three days later, he sent me a picture uh, of this beautiful mule deer buck that he uh, that he had harvested wow. with his sneak boots on. That's awesome. So it, it's great. It's a great experience to hear those success stories and be able to to know that hey, we might be just a little bit of a part of that. Absolutely, for sure. Well, everybody that's listening out there, if you want to reach out and share your stories, you can tag Sneak Tech and uh, on their Instagram, or send Jeff an email, or call them. Share your yeah. stories and share your pictures. And, and I will repost them on, on our site and uh, give you credit for them. And uh, we, we love to share your successes. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, then my last story that I have that where I personally used them is you, you kind of hit the, the the key word was patience. I think sometimes when it comes to hunting, you know, patience is, is essential. And I know when you're stuck and patience, you want to slow down and go really slow and take your time. And where I found myself in it, and unfortunately the, the, the boots actually – kind of mess with my head is that makes you go a little bit faster than you want to go because they're so <laughs> quiet and you don't realize that you're moving that fast because you're not hearing yourself kind of to walk over stuff and so that would be one of the my lesson learns is even though you put the sneak techs on you still got to go back to your roots with patience and slow down because the boots will automatically make you go faster and you believe you want to go because you're yeah. not hearing yourself you know and that's that's like one of those double-edged swords but it becomes part of the mental game so I actually had a, an experience at the Hunt Expo this year that was just the opposite side of things. Uh, he came up to me and uh, he says, I want to buy a pair of these. And uh, he, he told me his experience. He says he, he, uh, he took his boots off and uh, went and stalked on this great mule deer. Uh, and, of course, it, uh, this was in January down in Arizona. He stalked on this great mule deer and uh, he, he uh, bumped it and it went a little further and he, he tried to follow it. Uh, he ended up uh, blowing it out, um, and then he spent three quarters of the rest of the day trying to remember where he had taken his boots off. Oh my! He God. couldn't find his boots, <laughs> and so by the time 
he ended up finding his boots. It was too late to hunt the rest of the day. And his feet were so sore from walking all day long, looking for his boots in his socks that he actually had a hard time hunting the rest of his hunt because his feet were sore. Oh my gosh. Oh man, that's a lesson learned. No matter where in Arizona, that doesn't sound fun to be walking half a day or three quarters of a day. Half a day is in your socks. Oh, no way. Nope. Nope. <laughs> man, oh, man. I got... All right. Like we always do, um, Mike always ends us in prayer. Mikey? All right. Lord God, we just uh, we love you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, that we uh, we live in the United States of America, that you have uh, blessed us to be born and raised here and, and to be able to create these small businesses, Lord, and to live the American dream. And, Lord, I just ask that you would just uh, bless this, this business, Lord. There is no question that this business is, is in the business to bless other people and to make a difference in the lives of others and and through hunting and and it's, it's also supports families and things like that so i just ask right now lord that you would bless this company going forward i also ask that you bless our our military lord and our our leadership lord and i bless our our country lord as we know there's lots of crazy stuff that's going on and i just ask that you bless all the leadership of all these different countries across this world lord that they would they would find some kind of peace and and uh allow you to be the foundation of that and lord i just ask again lord that you'd bless all of our listeners if any of our listeners lord has a prayer request you know reach out to us we'd love to pray for them and and uh and stand with them in jesus name we pray amen 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 thank you very much appreciate it thank you guys thank you